Hello everybody and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up Major 2 Call of Duty podcast. Well, we're already at Major 2 and it is, well, it's not quite February yet. We are recording this at the weaning hours of January. Uh, but yeah, this is the earliest we have had a Major 2 uh, in, in actually since the, in the, in, since the inception of the CDL. This is really early. We're just motoring through here, but we've got an amazing weekend of COD coming up. Every time they do a major, it's always very special. I'm really excited for this. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my co-host, CDL Metrics, to talk about them all. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, looking forward to the Boston Major. That's the first CDL event in Boston in quite some time. I'm sure it'll be a, a rocking venue. Obviously, quite a bit different than Major 1 uh, back in Raleigh that we had with the challengers teams qualifying the group stage all that sort of stuff it's kind of thrown out the window we're back to kind of your standard major setup all 12 teams are here eight teams start in winner's bracket four teams start in loser's bracket and we go thursday through sunday um no simultaneous matches which i'm kind of bummed about that was a a fun thing we got to see at major one but uh we'll at least get a chance to see every single match with them being uh, one in a row and give our full attention to those so yeah very excited um i think it's i would say like the deepest major we've had in a while in terms of just who we expect to win who has a realistic chance of winning like i think there's a number of teams you can make a case for and um and even a number of teams in the losers bracket who could play spoiler uh on you know day two as early as day two so uh, a lot of storylines going into it, and I am super, super excited to catch all the action this weekend. Yeah, and the thing about about the Call of Duty League this year is that it seems like the the like obviously before we've had like a very top heavy league where we have one or maybe two top teams. We definitely saw this a bit more last year, but honestly, there feels like there is like four or maybe even five teams that could win it all this week, right? And I. It's. It, I think this is one of the more open ones we've seen. I. I really can't think of one where like, cause like before you'd always be like, okay, well, there's always phase, and there's always one or two other ones. And last year was always a year of surprises. Like I don't think anybody saw Optic winning major one. Actually, no, there was there was some Optic. Actually, no, there was like very little actually, because Optic lost their first two matches. So there was no one who saw Optic winning major two. Definitely no one who saw LEG winning major two. Um. Sir. Even just major one of this yeah. year, like I, I looked at my old tweet of um, the implied odds to win major one, you know, as we headed into the week and New York subliners who eventually did win had a 5% implied probability. It was something like sixth or seventh among all 16 teams that qualified. So even that, right, that was a surprise to us all that New York never dropped a map all weekend. They look dominant. All of a sudden, they're the number one team in the game. When before we thought it was still FaZe, Optic, you know, Toronto, like someone else, Thieves even, right? After coming off a Champs victory and a, a Major 4 victory last year. So, yeah, like crazy stuff happens at these Majors. Um, and this could be no exception to that. But it it does feel like we have a pretty solid idea of who those teams are that could realistically win. Um, and it just feels a little deeper than, you know, majors past or years past. Mm -hmm. So, all right, in that case, then let's start looking at some of the futures here. We only, we do only have four games to talk about. Obviously there's other games, but let's talk about the outright markets here. So I'll go through, I'll list them all off and then 
we could talk about which teams we could see winning this and, and where some value is. Subliners, uh, plus 250. Phase, plus 300. Ultra, plus 400. Optic, plus 550. Boston, plus 750. Minnesota, 9-1. Thieves, 10-1. LAG, 25-1. Seattle, 33-1. Legion, 50-1. Mutineers, 100-1. And Ravens, 250-1. And then with... Uh, with to reach the final, every single one of those odds is functionally halved. Like subliners is even, phase plus one twenty five, ultra actually it's slightly worse than half. Ultra is one seventy five, optic plus two fifty, breach plus three fifty, rocker plus four hundred, thieves plus four fifty, leg plus twelve hundred at twelve to one, Seattle sixteen to one, Vegas twenty five, Florida fifty, and then London one hundred and twenty five. So the thing of it is, looking at this board, right. And I, I've not run my major model. I probably won't. I probably won't have time for that this week. I was changing up some some graphics for my other model, so I probably won't do that. But, um, which teams do you think? Like, which teams do you think could actually win this major? Like, looking at this board, which teams can you see winning this? Yeah. So, very very good chance of winning. I have two teams. Uh, those being Toronto Ultra at number one and New York Subliners at number two. Now, those are my you know, top two rated teams in the league. In that order, I do have Toronto just slightly ahead of New York. Uh, and I actually give both of those teams a better than 30% chance of winning, which might be a little high, all things considered. Um, but those two teams stick out to me as, if you're just going to pick two teams versus the field, like, those are the two that could get it done. Their opening matches aren't super difficult. Toronto plays uh, LA Gorillas, who lucked into uh, an upper bracket uh, start because there were four teams that were two and three, but, um, you know, on tiebreakers, LA Gorillas made it through. We already saw that matchup in the qualifier stage. Toronto handled them relatively easily. I expect that to be the same result um, on Thursday when they play. And then, yeah, New York Subliners start versus Minnesota Rocker, uh, who did go 3-2 and two, uh, in the qualifiers, so a decent record. Uh, but they're just very inconsistent. I think we know they're not really on the same levels as Subliners. So the two best teams in the league having relatively soft landing spots on Thursday sets, a, sets them up in a huge uh, opportunity to make a nice winner's bracket run uh, and get all the way to Sunday relatively quickly. So... Those two teams stick out. I think there's a clear number three team, that being Atlanta Faze. Um, you know, obviously struggled a little bit during the qualifiers and, like, honestly, throughout Major 1. Um, a little reliant on Search and Destroy. That continues to be good for them. Uh, hard point and control, not quite elite. Definitely above average for that team, but still not quite there. Um... So I, I still have Atlanta as my number three team in the league. The problem with them is they start versus a Boston Breach team who I have as the fourth best team in the league. So that's a, a pretty tough match for FaZe right out of the gate uh, against Boston Breach. They played in the first ever match of the year, and Boston actually did win that 3-1. Uh, to one. So that's a not great landing spot for FaZe, but... The fact that if you get to the winner's bracket, or I'm sorry, if you get to the grand finals on Sunday, right, it's a best of seven. You play at most, right, two hard points, three searches, and two controls. 
So that structure of a series is a little more favorable to teams that are good at search and good at control. Um, hard point matters a little bit less. So, you know, hard point, not a super strong game mode for phase for the time being. But if they end up in that grand finals, they have a nice, you know, they have that three out of seven games as searches if they need it. So phase are there at my number three team. And then it's kind of the rest of winner's bracket. They're all kind of clumped up there uh, in a tier below. I have Boston in fourth, Thieves in fifth, Optic in sixth, Minnesota in seventh. And then I actually have a loser's bracket team in eighth. I have Vegas coming up next. Um, That kind of goes into that like search and destroy argument I made earlier. Vegas's search and destroy is phenomenal. Um, and if they somehow go on a crazy run to make the grand final, you know, having that extra search and destroy game matters quite a bit. So um, they come in at eighth. Uh, and then it's kind of the rest of the teams. Um, LA Gorillas, I will say my numbers are probably a little lower on them than they should be just because they've looked quite a bit better um, since switching the roster over. Seattle Surge come in at 10th. Uh, Florida Mutineers at 11th and London Royal Ravens rounding out the 12 teams. So I don't know if those are similar to yours, but I mean, that that's what I've got for the time being. Yeah, I think I think that's about where I am, too. I mean, the num the one number that really sticks out to me and and I just thought was so weird when seeing it is ultra behind phase. Yeah, that to me is just dead wrong. Like, we've seen enough now where we should feel comfortable saying that Toronto is a better team than FaZe, right now, at least. Yeah, I mean, FaZe had two losses. Toronto did have one loss. Now, both lost to Optic, who's weirdly behind them, but close behind. You're you're 4-1, 5, 5, 50-1. It's it's such a weird thing. And and basically, this market is saying the subliners have the best chance, and then... Someone between FaZe, Toronto, Optic, and, and Boston, they have a chance, and then you're kind of looking at your other tiers out. Vegas does have a shot at a loser's bracket run. The thing of it is, I feel like the square bet is on LAG. Because like the problem is, like LAG at 25-1 to 1 seems really low, but they're running up against Toronto, right? So they're basically... This, is, this would be, okay, Toronto needs to make an insane loser's bracket run. Right, like LAG would have to beat Toronto to get to, get to the finals. Then, right, like, is it doable? Yes. Is it likely? No. Right, and and LAG did have a really tough schedule this this round. Right, like they had Phase, they had Ultra, and they did win, I believe, three games. So like they they yeah. had a good like the, the, this this will be a team to look for next week next major as well. And they are still evolving as a team. There are a couple of well, some of them are veterans, but there are also some rookies on this team too, right? Assault is, is a veteran, but I believe Joe DeSeas has never been in the CDL before, as are some of the other ones. So, they're they're still getting the hang of it as a team, and, and they do look promising, but that the 25 to 1, though, it, that's really tempting, though, right? And, and, I mean, the thing of it is, again, with some of these, you're still going to have a chances to bet them, right? Like, with your ones that are really out, if you if LEG were to beat Toronto, at most that price is only getting halved, right? Like you're not going to see LEG eight to one. You're probably going to see them at like twelve to one or something, and you could pick that up on day two if they look really really good against Toronto. But they just could not hang with Toronto at that at the end of that hard point, right? Phase seems massively overpriced. Phase is not 
nearly as good as as people think it is. But like, it's weird though at the same time, right? Because they beat subliners. Now, to be fair, a lot of caveats in the in the in the word "beat" subliners because they beat them in a game five that was played with massive amounts of shutdowns and and just a whole mess of things. So there's definitely an asterisk on that game. But then they lost to Optic, and then this phase team almost lost to LAG, and then this phase team did lose to uh, who did they lose to? Sir, no, no, they beat Surge. Who did they lose to? Uh, this stage Rocker. they, they lost... lost Rocker, Rocker, and Optic. Yeah. Yes. So. It's so they're so weird and like I feel like they're like they could catch on and win the weekend or more likely is they don't win. But the problem is that 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 three to one price implies that they're going to be one of the top teams. Right. And and like there is no real evidence that they're better on land than other teams. Right. I mean, last year they didn't win a single event. Right. They, they won things in Cold War when I don't think those I think only one or two of the Cold War events were actually on land. Last year they made the made a bunch of finals. That's fine, but they didn't win any of the finals. Actually, they they missed a couple of the finals too last year. Didn't haven't made a final yet this year. Obviously, it's the second major. But this is the thing. Like this phase team might not be as good as people think. Now, but I also feel like that's protection, right? Because if you hang phase eight to one, everybody's going to immediately bet phase eight to one, right? So I feel like the book was kind of stuck where they need to put it. So I don't know. I don't Boston at at seven. The, the, a lot of these aren't really good prices. Like I feel like no, like Boston seven to one. If that was higher, I'd consider it. But the problem is they they beat it phase. They beat phase, which I think they definitely can beat phase. Then you're then you're staring down Toronto immediately after that, right? Then you're immediately staring down Toronto to get to the winners bracket. Optic and Thieves, Thieves twelve to one. Ah, eh, they looked a little better with Kenny back, but. That good, like th- this is the thing, right? Like there, there's a case to be made that none of these are particularly good, and a lot of these are horribly priced, right? And I kind of lean with that. A lot of these are pretty badly priced. Like I see Toronto, maybe LAG, maybe what's LAG to uh, LAG? What twelve to one to reach the final? Twelve to one Correct. to the final. That's not. That's not. Bad, but the problem is it's probably gonna you're probably being doomed to a long losers bracket run on that though, right? So I don't know. I... Yeah, the the one thing with LAG, right? They they are turning things around. They are in a tough, tough spot in this bracket, right? They go up against Toronto in their first game, right? To me, that's the best team in the game right now, according to my metric. So you have to play the best team right away now. With that being said, right, we've seen it before. If you can take out the best team or one of the best teams in winners round one, your path opens up quite a bit. I don't think that's the case with this team. If they win, they play the winner of Boston Atlanta, who again are my number three and number four teams in the league. So you go, you have to beat the number one team. Then you have to beat another top four team. Then you presumably have to beat either New York, right? Probably Optic or Thieves, another you know, top six team, top four team again, maybe. So it's just, it's a gauntlet if you want to make it through that winner's bracket run. On the flip side, right, if you lose to Toronto right away, if you're LAG, you're in losers round one, which is already almost a death sentence, except when they won major two last year doing the same thing. Um, But yeah, if they lose, they go down and play Las Vegas Legion, who to me are the second best team in losers, maybe the best team um, of those four that are starting down there. So 
a it's tough either way a, a very likely outcome for them is just lose lose and they're out um and even if they win that game versus toronto which is going to be tough like eventually they're going to run into a team that just is going to beat them because they have been improved like the improvement that we've seen from la gorillas is noticeable right going from stage one to stage two they look like a competitive team that might be in the mix with teams like rocker and thieves and you know breach even maybe they can get close to but um but yeah a, a loser's bracket run that starts with vegas honestly does scare me a little bit just knowing that vegas is so dominant in search that you know, Vegas show up in search and can be anything in hard pointer control. Like they actually could be a team that starts in a loser's bracket that goes on a decent run. So. Yeah, that is that is concerning, right? This Vegas team is the best version of a team with the name Legion. Uh, we have seen in, in, in forever, basically, in the, in the Call of Duty League. The thing of it is, you're right, like the ability for them to win a game five means that if, if they steal a, any hard point, then you can lose, right? If they st- basically, if they win any hard point, and they did against Optic, which is again insane that they beat Optic, but they win any hard point, you are in deep trouble. It means that you have to win that control, and then also win another search, right? Like if you don't do that, you're in deep trouble. But that being said, though, their search has been faltering just a little bit. Some of True. the best teams are better than them at search. They're a good search team, but I think the best search teams are better than them. Now I don't know if the LEG is that good of a search team, but it's it's a fascinating thing we're gonna have to to see. This weekend is gonna be a very interesting weekend to see on on how LE, on how where Vegas goes and and what about Surge is like the thing is Surge has been known for some good land, runs on land. And again, I'm seeing some tactical Rob grab videos today. I didn't watch it, but it's saying Pred is is getting tired of of carrying, which is something we've mentioned, right? Um, we've mentioned this a lot where it's, it's Pred and Sib going off and then the other two members of the team, Accuracy and, and Mac being negative or barely positive or something along the lines. And like, you're seeing Matt, like good numbers out of Sib and Pred and then basically Accuracy and Mac are being dragged along behind. And it's like, whatever they could do is cool, but basically Sib and Pred are carrying the team. And this is the problem at a certain point, that's not enough. Right. And, and if, basically we're at the point now where like they have to have a good week like they have to be good and have a good weekend for them to win any games right if they if they don't have a good weekend they're not winning anything because you can have you could throw enough people at pred to shut them down but if you're getting free kills every time accuracy turns around a corner that's a problem right and and this is the thing so the question is like where do you come on surge like do you think is this a team that do you see this team going on another one of their primo storied um runs or do you think this is this is it this is the last run for this team and we're going to see some changes after major two or yeah you- i think a, a pretty likely scenario for them is they just lose their losers bracket match right i talked about breach and phase um they're the number three and four team flip that they're the number four and three teams in the league according to my numbers someone's got to lose that and the loser that plays surge so that's i mean that's a really tough start for seattle to have to play somebody that good. Um, but that's the thing with this winner's bracket is there's a lot of competitive teams and half of them are going to lose on their first day. So loser's bracket is going to be a gauntlet on Friday. Um, and it'll be sad to see some quality teams bow out of the tournament so early. But um, yeah, Surge is tricky. I 
I do have Surge Power ranked to eighth still. Um, maybe with the way they've been trending lately, maybe slide them down a spot uh, to ninth. But like, yeah, their respawn is still very good. Like, I have them as the number one hardpoint team in the league. Uh, I have them as the number three control team in the league. Uh, and I have them as the 11th best search and destroy team. And that honestly surprises me. I got to look up who's worse than them. Uh, bear with me one moment. Uh, they're in a virtual tie with London Royal Ravens. Um, a worse winning percentage, but Seattle has played a a pretty tough search and destroy schedule to date. So that kind of bumps them up a little for me. But um, I mean, I talk about it every week, right? If Seattle figures out search and destroy... They can be one of the best teams in the league. And we saw glimpses of it last week, right? They they didn't win any Search and Destroy games they played, but they went to around 11 twice, I believe. Um, let me double check that. But it's getting closer. Um, they might be figuring out just the maps they need to play. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, so Seattle played two Search and Destroys, one against New York on El Asilo. That went to around 11 and lost. Uh, and then they played Minnesota on Embassy. That also went to a round 11 and lost. And those are two quality search and destroy teams, New York and Minnesota. Minnesota, I guess, more middle of the pack. But New York, a, a very good search team. Um, they're good in everything. But, yeah, I it's it's tough for Seattle. They just figure out that game mode. And, like, we'll view Seattle in a completely different way. But, I mean... Until they get wins on the board, it's hard to imagine them getting any versus anybody. Unless, of course, I guess London, uh, according to my numbers, are just as bad. So we'll see if they meet at any point. That'll be a hell of a search and destroy match. But uh, yeah, Seattle, according to my numbers, yeah, they they need some help in search. It's getting there, but I don't know. Maybe against some easier opponents, they can get it done. But the problem is, right, you're going to play Boston. You're going to play phase. If you run into phase in loser's bracket round one, I mean, those search and destroys, you can kind of kiss goodbye. And yeah, if Boston comes down, yeah, maybe they can get a search and destroy win on them. Um, but Boston are pretty good at uh, respawn as are Seattle. So that could be a really close game actually. But um, yeah, surge is one of those teams that, I mean, they did this last year a lot where they, would come out in a major or qualifiers and look hot and then completely disappoint the next month. And then the month after that, they look good again. It was just very up and down. They ended up winning a major last year. Um, and yeah, so far this year, right, a second place finish and a whole lot of losing online games. So, you know, maybe they step it up on land. They seem to always do that. But um, yeah, to me, just... The fact that they don't get to play like a middle of the pack team right away, they're gonna have to probably play Boston or even a phase team in round one. That's just a tough way to start their tournament. Yeah. I I agree with that. I think they're in I think they're in trouble for for some of that stuff. So all right. Before we go on to the matches, one quick little thing for those on Bet365, this this market is not available on Bodog. It might be available tomorrow. I don't know. Bodog sometimes adds some stuff late, but who knows? But uh, one market that I really like on Bet365 is Tournament MVP. Um, they have player specials. So you have uh, 
you have highest KD ratio, and then you have tournament MVP. Highest KD ratio is kind of random in, in the sense that it, any like you don't have to win the tournament to be to have, like you you could be eliminated much earlier and and win highest like it, someone in in the in one in like I mean anybody on any team could theoretically have the highest KD ratio, right? Like. Um, someone could get eliminated in the second round and have the highest KD ratio, right? It's it's based on on kills divided by deaths, right? So it doesn't it doesn't matter if you have more kills than them. It, it's just d- in terms of deaths, right? So the one I actually really like is obviously the one future I'm playing is Ultra Four to One Scrappy Nine to One Tournament MVP. That is pretty tempting. That's a pretty tempting. Price. Yeah, yeah, that's very very tempting. I already think that Toronto to win the major or to reach the major. Uh, final are both really really good plays uh plus 400 to win outright plus 175 just to make the final um i actually do like to reach the final a little more and i know that's been a theme with me over the years but i did do the math there is a little less vig on the to reach the final market and that's probably why i like it so much um and the fact that they start with a pretty favorable start on thursday um, also boost their odds. So yeah, Toronto, if you're going to go with an MVP, it feels like Scrap is going to be the guy. Uh, according to my numbers, he's been the best player of the year so far. Um, and like, if they're going to give it to somebody on Ultra and it's close, it feels like the tie will go to Scrap. They want him to be, you know, a new face of the league. He obviously has a huge personality, likes to, you know, trash talk on stage likes to be the center of attention. So if he puts up a huge tournament and Ultra end up winning, like very good chance Scrap could win MVP. Standy maybe could, uh, right, if Ultra win. I can see him maybe making a big run. Um, His KD numbers might be a little inflated because he's so good in respawn. um, And just your raw KD is going to be better if you're a good respawn player like he is. So... Um, I could see Standy winning it. I could see Insight winning it too, but just, you know, if it's close, it's going to go to scrap and he's the best player anyway. So I love, yeah, that nine to one is perfect. Yeah, I, I, I like that number too. So, all right, now let's get into the four matches we have. Then we'll talk about the four we don't have yet. Um, first up, Subliners versus Minnesota Rocker. This is at one thirty start time on Thursday. So remember, guys, this isn't three. Now, there are only four games, which is weird that they're trying to get everybody out of here by uh, 6 o'clock, or, well, roughly 6 o'clock, but there's only four games on Friday, but there will be five games on f- four on Thursday, five on Friday, and then five again on Saturday, and then I think four on Sunday, including the finals. So, a bit weird that we only have four games on the at one thirty, but that's okay. We're getting some afternoon COD. That that's that's totally fine on Thursday. Subliners versus Rocker one thirty. Subliners minus one and a half, minus one ten. Rocker plus one and a half, minus one twenty. Subliners minus two forty on the money line. Rocker plus one seventy five. Over four and a half, plus one seventy. So, I actually have a little bit of value on Minnesota here. I oh, actually I... like my model actually has the plus one and a half for Minnesota hitting at about 62% of the time. And then conversely, the subliners minus one and a half only hitting at about 38% of the time. So there is some slight value in Minnesota. I price this money line at minus 150, um, which is not what we're seeing here. So yeah, that's a little, 
this is one of the reasons why I'm a little hesitant to bet subliners, right? I mean, they did, they did beat, they did lose to FaZe, but then they also got crushed. They also killed my over, which, great, when they lost to subliner, uh, uh, Surge, too, right? So, this team isn't perfect, right? Like, they did win the last major, and they have gone on some runs, but this has, maybe this, this, on these online qualifiers have exposed a little, a couple little cracks here, so... I don't think it's impossible to see Minnesota win this match. I don't think so. This Minnesota team maybe could go on a little bit of a run here. I mean, you've got, you're going to beat, you win this game. You then play the winner of Optic Thieves. You could probably win that match. That's not horrible. Then yeah, as a, as a Rocker fan, like, sorry to cut you off, yeah, but yeah. this tournament sets up pretty nicely like obviously you're starting against new york who are maybe the best team in the game definitely top two in my opinion but again it goes to that argument of like if you can beat that team right away and you know maybe there's not a better time to play them than one of the first matches of the weekend you know it opens up for you right your next game is probably easier right you would call it easier against optic or thieves I would expect Rocker still probably underdogs to definitely Optic and Thieves would probably be close to a toss up, um, but it's easier, you know. Nonetheless, they're not going to be a plus one seventy five underdog to whoever that is. So um, yeah, there's definitely a possibility they can go on a little run, uh, and even if they lose, right, they fall down and play London Royal Ravens, who to me are the worst team in the league. Um, granted, that means something a little different this year, right? In years past, we would talk about the worst team in the league, <clears throat> cough, cough, Paris Legion. And it would like they were so far and away the worst team in the league that it was an auto win, right? If you fell down and played them in loser's bracket, um, not always, right? I remember my fair share of Legion victories in loser's bracket round one that made no sense. But, you know, if Rocker fall down, uh, against New York and play London. That's not a gimme, but of all the teams you can fall down and play to, like play against on Friday, London is a nice bet. Um, they did have to reverse sweep them this stage. So, you know, that was a little closer than you'd like as a Minnesota fan. But um, honestly, where they landed in the bracket, obviously they needed to beat Seattle to have a, a nice winner's bracket start. They did that uh, in convincing fashion. That was all good to see. Um so yeah, I expect probably most likely scenario with Minnesota, they'll lose to New York, drop down to play London, should be favorites in that game, and then would likely play Florida, Optic, Thieves, some one of those three teams, and they've got a good shot to do that too, to, to win that uh, hypothetical game that they dropped down to. But um, in this game, I know you said you kind of lean Minnesota. Um, my numbers indicate a lean towards New York. Uh, however, the more I look into it, the more I think it's just a pure stay away. Um, and specifically because of control. Um, so interesting nugget here, New York win percentage wise and control are the third best team. They're 12 and five. Uh, it's a 71% win rate, Minnesota 10 and four on the year, uh, 71% win rate as well, slightly better than New York, but both teams about the same in control. Just due to um, you know overall round count and who they've played, I do give New York a pretty sizable bump in my power ranking. So 
New York, I have as the second best control team. Minnesota falls all the way to sixth. But when you look at what map they might play, it really points to um, Fortress as the map that is going to be played. Minnesota don't like to play Breenberg Hotel. Um, they've played it three times all year, and it's actually the most popular control map. So Minnesota, I, I don't mind that strategy of just like, if we're bad at the most played control map, that is fine by us. We'll just veto it every time, and teams have to play us on something else. Uh, Minnesota, perfect on Elisilo. New York, 0-2. Again, a map they love to veto. They haven't been good on it when they have played. And all that points to Fortress. With And both teams are solid on that map. And a map that's very defensive heavy, right? If you just... It's like Gavutu last year. If you can just win on offensive ticks, good chance you can get that defense in round five and pull out the victory. Um, the problem, right, is New York have been so good at offense this year in control that it might not matter. But yeah, if you just up Minnesota's control numbers on my sheet, they've got a, a decent chance of winning the series or at least covering like a map and a half. So all in all, I think these prices are about right. Uh, I do expect New York to win, probably going to be a 3-1, but um, I'm definitely cheering for Rocker. And if they can even push it to a game five, um, I think that's that's a world of good for that team and just their prospects prospects moving forward in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. There might be some value on, on some Minnesota markets here, Minnesota, maybe plus 24 and a half against the subliners. Again, they did, they Minnesota beat Seattle. New York did not beat Seattle. Right. So by second order dominance, Minnesota is a better team. Right. So that is now again, obviously they are not teams. These teams did meet, uh, in the major one group stage, they were in the same group. New York did 3-0 them. It was pretty convincing. Um, and then obviously New York just went on the run where they did not lose and they won the tournament. Uh, so we have seen this match before. It did go convincingly to New York. It wasn't like a 3-0 where it could have gone either way. It was dominance. Um, so yeah, New York, I fully expect to win, but I... I am hoping Minnesota can at least make some noise in this first match. I I have I have some hopes. So let's see let's see what happens. Second match, Boston versus Phase. Boston plus one and a half minus one fifty five. Phase minus one and a half plus one twenty. Boston plus one forty nine on the money line. Just can't give us the plus one fifty, can you? You just can't give it to us. Phase minus one ninety on the money line over four and a half plus one sixty. The thing of it is, I actually have Boston favorite in this game. The thing is, this the fact that this line is so narrow, they're basically begging you to bet phase. They are saying, oh man, you're only getting phase at like two to one, like one, one, two slash, right? 20, 20 on phase gets you back 10, right? Oh, minus one and a half is plus money. Ooh, tempting, right? Like, this is the thing. This feels like, when I saw this line in, in, in Bet365, it's the same line too. It's a similar line. They're giving you the plus 150 on, on Boston. It feels like this is a trap. It feels like they're luring you into betting on face. They're like, all right, come on. Go ahead, bet, put your money on face. I actually think Boston's a better team. I think Boston can... I have Boston about a 53% chance of winning them, being this of winning this game. I think they can pull off the upset here. I, I would not be particularly surprised if they did. Um, yeah, like looking around, you're getting 14 points in the hard point. Boston plus one and a half in the search phase has been okay at search. They've been, they've been clutching in round 11s in search. So the plus one and a half in search isn't bad. 
Um, control, yeah, that's that's a phase thing. Phase is really, really good at control. Um, but outside of that, Boston can win the hard point. Boston can win the the the, the search. My only thing is that I, I wish that minus 155 on the plus one and a half was lower. I wish that plus one and a half was like minus 120 plus like even money. I wish it was higher, but I, I can live with this for now. I, I can live with this. I, I can put some money on Boston here at this price. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in agreement. I don't love Boston as much as you do, it sounds like, but I definitely do lean to that side. Um, but it's interesting. I do see some value on you know both sides, especially when you break down the market a little further. Um, the money line, I don't really like either side. I think that's pretty appropriately priced. Minus 190, I'm seeing, yeah, for FaZe. Uh, and then, yeah, that plus 150-ish for Boston, we'll call it, is also about right. Um, however, yeah, the map spread, um, just because Boston is a better hardpoint team, in my opinion, that plus one and a half, even though it's at minus 155, does have a little bit of value. And actually, I'd much prefer to take that plus one and a half than um, the outright money line, just because we know if it goes to that game five phase, are probably going to be favored in it. Um, but breaking it down even further, I really, really like Boston map one, just win it outright. Um, I took it at even money. It's now plus 110, so even better. Um, but yeah, I have Boston as the better hard point team. They shouldn't be underdogs, even to a team as good as FaZe. And one thing to note, Boston are the higher seed in this match. They're the three seed, whereas FaZe are the six seed. If Boston picks to be team A in the map veto process, that means that game one hard point is going to be their map pick after vetoes have settled. So if that's a preferable hardpoint map for Boston and they're the better hardpoint team to begin with, the plus 110 or even money or whatever it's listed at for Boston, if it's plus anything, it's it's just value to be had. So that's probably my favorite thing of anything that I see here. Um, but if you want to play it a little safer, the plus one and a half for Boston is also pretty nice. Um, I would just shy away from the money line just because I think it's it's priced about right. I have this as a, a 62-38 game in terms of win probability in favor of FaZe. Um, but, right, that's the lowest we've seen FaZe in quite some time to a team that's, you know, they're, Boston are good. Like, they're the number four team in my power rankings. But, you know, it just it's a little shocking to see FaZe as you know, not a 70% favorite versus a team like Boston. They're only down towards, you know, 60%. So um, that's how I like to play it. I'm with you with Boston, um, specifically that game one hard point. Um, and I'd say don't even bother with the the map spreads, right? It's 14 and a half, I see. But just take the better team on the map that they were are likely going to pick. Um, of course, Boston could come out and elect to be team B, in which case that search and destroy in game two will be their map pick and the, the hard point in game one will be phases but most teams i believe pick team a and get that first hard point map picked so yeah i i like boston here um it's a really tough match for both of these teams to go at it right away uh but uh yeah such is the case and someone's got to win it i lean phase probably a 3-2 victory but um, wouldn't be shocked if Boston win this and win this, you know, probably 3-1 if they do. Mm -hmm. Next up, 
we've got Ultra versus LEG. Ultra minus 1.5, minus 110. LEG plus 1.5, minus 120. Ultra minus 260 on the money line. LEG plus 190. Over 4.5, plus 175. So I my model very much likes the ultra minus one and a half here. I've got that about sixty seven percent chance now. I the thing of it is I think the mo the model just has Toronto as just a better hard point team, and I think that's very fair. I think Toronto is a better hard point team. I think weird stuff happened in that game one where they played last weekend, and then um then game four happened, <laughs> and then that just blew it out. Right, you're getting a hundred point clubbed. I think game one was really close. I think Toronto could have, should have won game one. They didn't. And then LEG just got crushed in, in map in, in game four, right? And Toronto won the search. Toronto won the control. And then Toronto just cleans up there in the hard point game four. And I just, this Toronto team is better than this LEG team. Like LEG team is good. They're not a bad team. But this Toronto team is a good team. And Again, watch. This will be on land. There'll be some sort of weird land curse, and Toronto will get crushed somehow, and they'll drop to losers bracket. But they should be able to beat this team. I, I'm putting on the minus one and a half. I, I mean, there's not a lot of other things I'd particularly like. The minus sixteen and a half in the hard point isn't bad. Minus one and a half in the in the search, that's not bad either. Toronto is very very good at control. You're looking at. Uh, minus one and a half in the control. That's pretty tempting. LEG has not figured out that game mode yet. Um, and then you're looking at that way. So yeah, I, I'm taking Toronto here. Give me Toronto. Something bad will happen, and this will make a, make me look foolish. But I'm I'm okay with with that for now. I'm okay with with taking this for now. Yeah, I again and in in agreement with you overall. I think yeah, Toronto is definitely the side to play here. Um, Pick your poison as to what you want to do. If you want to go money line, you know, minus a map and a half. If you want to go individual maps, whatever, it's fine with me. You can make an argument for. Um, one thing I I would like to bring up is yeah, control right. La Gorillas, even with the team change, they have not figured out that game mode at all. Um, I believe they have three control wins on the year. They are yeah three and nine. Uh, that's a twenty five percent win rate. Uh, they're last in my power rankings in that game mode toronto ultra 12 and 3 overall 80 percent win rate it's first in my power ranks it's as huge of a control discrepancy as you can have um and yeah toronto ultra minus a round and a half in control could be pretty tempting they already don't like to play fortress which is the map that goes to a round five the most just because it's so defensive favored they love playing hotel they don't mind El Asilo, uh, LA Gorillas, you know, just it's bad everywhere. They have not won on El Asilo. Uh, their hotel is two and three on the year. It's their best map, so I expect they'll let it through. It's Toronto's best map. And that's, I think, the best map to win in four rounds or less is play on hotel. If that's the case, yeah, Ultra could get it done very quickly. Um so yeah, I, I lean Toronto in just about every way, but uh, I think control minus a map, and, or excuse me, minus a round and a half uh, might be my favorite way to play it, specifically in this match. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of hotel most played control map. Actually, most played map in general. Like I think it's... Um... It's, yeah. it's it's one of the favorite. It's like there the Bet365 has options for most played map. 
Most played control map, Greenberg Hotel, minus 334. Most played hardpoint map, Hotel, plus 162. Most played search map, it's 350. Hotel is a little less played in, in, in search. You're seeing more um, Al, Al Bagra Fortress is played more. But it's one of the more popular maps. And the thing of it is, this is, it's fine. Because, like, we saw last year, Tuscan Search and Destroy was one of the most played. and or, Sorry, Tuscan Control. And then it basically kind of replaced... Um, Tusk, Tuscan control replaced Tuscan, uh, replaced Ber Berlin, replaced kind of Tuscan in, in control, but it's actually good. Like, you can win on offense and or on defense. They're actually maybe, I think you're maybe slightly ish favored on offense on, on hotel. Maybe that, yeah, that I don't know about, but um, I remember seeing a stat about New York and their performance on hotel control, and their offensive win rate is like ridiculous it's like 80 percent or maybe that's a little high i can't remember exactly but it's just astronomically high but um but yeah it's a, a great control map to watch just because it's very split offense defense uh albagra fortress very defensive favored it's it's honestly maybe more defensive favored than like gavutu was last year but i don't care because albagra is designed in a way where you have a lot of engagements, right? It's the fastest map we play on in terms of just total engagements, total damage. So um, think of it as like a, if Bocage, I mean, it's not that small, but if Bocage from last year was a control map, it would look something like Fortress. So, um, and then you have Elisilo. That one's not played a ton, but it's kind of the happy medium of, um, you know, you have one control point that's pretty hard to get to, but um, if you're the offense, right, you can really push up forward, spawn kill for a while, try to get that harder control point and the easier control point afterwards. So, yeah, we have a, a nice variety of control maps. But if Toronto and LAG do end up squaring up on Hotel, I really, really like Toronto's chances of, you know, covering a round and a half in control. And um, let me just quick check on the price of that just to double check. Uh, yeah, minus 105. I guess that's a little steeper than I thought it would be, but you know, considering you have the best control team versus the worst control team, um, you know, it just it makes sense that it could be a quick control. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So, moving on to the last game for Friday. Optic versus Thieves. Optic minus one and a half plus one sixty five. Thieves plus one and a half minus two twenty. Optic minus one fifty five on the money line. Thieves plus one twenty over four and a half plus one fifty five. This one's tricky. I want to bet Optic here. I or well, uh, I don't know. Like I've got Optic sixty one percent chance to win, so there's not a lot of value. I've got like I actually have this priced exactly. So bet three six five. The money line is minus one. Uh, for for optic minus one sixty three, my money line is exactly minus one sixty three. So I have that bang on. Um, optic minus one and a half has about a thirty five percent chance, but thieves minus one and a half that minus one and a half minus one and a half I have that a twenty six percent chance. So maybe you just kind of like close your eyes and bet over four and a half. Be like, all right, somehow this goes to five, and like it can, it definitely can. Optic has taken teams to five. Actually, you know what? Optic and thieves have take, both taken. Teams to five actually pretty frequently, so maybe that's the maybe that's the play. It's just it's a mess, right? Because I worry that like I worry that someone's just gonna blow someone out. Because remember, we've always this is the match that's the most this is the matchup that's the most 
like volatile, right? Whenever yeah. we talk about optic versus thieves, it's always like, oh, okay, whatever you think is going to happen is not going to happen. This is not. It's like the, it's the famous quote. This is not going to go the way you think this is going to go. Like every time when it's like, oh, this team's better and then this team's worse now, it's, it's and it just it's always the like you're like, oh, optical win and then thieves three of them are like, oh, thieves are dominant now. Uh, optics sitting on the downtrend and then all of a sudden optic like thieves optic three o's thieves or some crazy thing. Is it possible we actually have a relatively competitive series? Because like I I could see either of these teams winning honestly. And looking at the spreads, the book doesn't. But book also has no idea what to do. The hard point spread is optic plus one and a half. They're like I don't know whatever. It's like minus one fifteen each side of hard point money line for for the uh, search and destroy. Optic is favored minus one and a half. Basic one plus one oh five. So they think Optic should win the, the the search. And they have Thieves favored in the control, which seems a little extreme. I don't think Optic's that bad at control. Um but pretty close though. And then again map four, alright, we're back to evens on the hard point. And then map five, uh then Optic's back to their to being favored in a search, right? So I don't know. It's such a weird. This is going to be a weird match, and I, 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 I'd love to just sink in because I have thirty-eight percent chance over four and a half. So that's value on, on plus the plus one fifty-five. I just I worry that I'm going to do this, and then something bad is going to happen, <laughs> and then someone's going to get three owed. I worry about that. What, what do you think? Are you are you with me that maybe the, just blind bet the over four and a half and just watch? Hopefully, ma- watch a good match, or what do you think? Yeah, it feels like we're due to have one of these Thieves Optic matches go the distance. Because, um, yeah, just in my head, it does feel like all we've seen lately between these teams are three O's either way. Um, but, yeah, surprisingly, I do have Thieves favored in this match. Now, I will say, right, my numbers don't really take into account recent performance as much as yours. Um, so when you consider, right, Optic are on this hot streak, they go four and one. Um in the qualifier stage, Thieves are only two and three. You know, it's like, okay, maybe I make Optic a slight favorite, but either way, I'm not, it's close to a 50-50. And out of all these games on Thursday, it has to be the closest um, in terms of just who is going to win. So overall, like I lean Thieves still, right? Let's remember, right, Thieves two and three in the stage um, because of tiebreakers uh, over the other two and three teams. They get the winner's bracket start, you know, just barely. They get the eight seed. They get to play the first seed overall. That's generally not a spot you want to be in. But this Optic team in the first overall seed, like of all the one seeds we'll see throughout the year, this might be the worst. And I know Optic fans might hate hearing that, but like look at the wins that happen for this team this stage, Optic specifically, right? Let's backtrack. So the game Scump was in. That was versus Boston right away. Scump's last game of his career. They win in game five, right? They win the game one hard point. They win the game three control pretty convincingly. And then they win game five search. Uh, Boston squeaked out a hard point win in game four and uh, had a pretty comfortable search and destroy game uh, two. So Optic, right, narrowly beat Boston. Scumper tires. Okay, you've got this new lineup. Optic versus Seattle. Optic, again, a game five victory. They won both searches versus Seattle. What a surprise. And they also won in control. 
uh, Seattle took care of business in hard point. And again, goes to show that Seattle can take out anybody in hard point. They'd stomped optic that day. Granted, right, first game with the new lineup with Optic, but the Optic get the win. So another uh, Game 5 victory. They play Toronto then uh, the day after in a game we, right, we're saying, right, this might be where Optic get their first loss of the stage. They come out, they take both hard points versus Toronto. They look good in the search. They only lose the control there. It was, that was an impressive match for Optic. Um just not having to go to that game five versus a very quality opponent um, was very impressive. Then you jump to just last week, right? They lose their opening match versus Vegas, dropping both hard points. That's concerning. Um, And then, I mean, they lose the control. The only one they win is search and destroy, which you would not expect for an optic team versus Vegas. So yeah, that's, that's their one loss of the stage. It was ugly. It was unexpected. And then obviously they have the reverse sweep versus phase. That went to a game five, obviously. Um, but you look at that just individual series, game by game. They got outscored in the hard point versus phase. They got outscored in the search and destroy. You know, they were able to win a hotel control in round five. It was, I mean, they got the win, but, you know, overall, I think phase you could argue outperform them as a whole in that series. So yeah, Optic are the one seed. Congratulations. You play a Thieves team that's quality, uh, a Thieves team that was without Kenny for a couple of their qualifier matches. This should be a doozy. And I think the plus 120 price on Thieves is enough to get me intrigued um, because I do have them as slight favorites in hard point. And I do think control is pretty much a 50-50 as is search. So you know, with all that being said, I think a Thieves 3-1 honestly isn't out of the question here. But um, I'd rather just, I think, play the Thieves money line. Um, yeah, I, I just think people are overlooking Thieves because they've been kind of ho-hum throughout the year. Um, Major 1, they were all right. You know, they didn't crack the top four, I believe, but they were okay. And then this stage, same kind of thing, but... To me, they're a quality team, and uh, Optic just aren't... They're not quite there yet, even though they have the one seed. Yeah, they've still been very up and down uh, this entire time, and it it definitely has shown that. And, I mean, again, this team has had a bunch of team changes, basically three team changes, no, two team changes in just just the qualifiers, right? They swapped out Dashi for, for Hook, then they swapped out scump for dashy for scump when when scump retired but like that's it now like that's literally what we're this is now that team like this is now they're two weeks post scump retirement they haven't they've inconsistently figured out hard point apparently they've only figured out hard point when playing against toronto ultra um because i think are they aren't they not like no they won one hard point against phase so they are now in the four games they've played they have won three hard points that's... They won one against Boston as well, but that's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So that uh no they no I I meant since I meant the four games since Scum since. Oh I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So yes. that, yeah no you're that's a good point though no that's a good point that that's again they play two hard points against Boston and they only so then okay so they've won four out of four hard points in five games that's not great that's not particularly mm-hmm. uh strong stat I'm not resting on on that stat so this is the thing right it's they haven't figured a hard point yet they're 
decent at search, but not amazing at it, and control is so-so. They did have a pretty weak schedule, though, right? Like, they, they got to play... Um, they did have to play uh... Toronto, and they did have to play FaZe, but, like, they so they they had to play two of the better teams, but then the rest of the schedule, they played Boston, uh, they played Florida, I think they played Florida, yes. And then they played Paris, which they actually lost to Paris, hilariously enough. So, like, again... Oh, Paris. There you go. Set it, Paris. There you go. Let's Whoops. Put, that's a bet. Five, five dollars on them now. I think yeah. Five. I'll bet on them. I'll bet on them something on 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 when they play on Friday. But no, this is the thing. See, the problem is when I was when I was punching down on them. That's when I. That's when they get their old name back. Um. No, this is the thing. So, it's just it's a very weird time for them, and they haven't figured out their identity yet, and they're still trying to figure out are they. Like, I think Scump was a leader in this team, and I think they're like, all right, cool, we're Dallas Empire again, but the leader on that team was, like, Krim and Clay, and then when, when Clay was gone, then, then Krim. And I think, is Dashi the leader? I don't know. Is Ilya? Shotzi? Right? Like, this is the thing, right? They're still trying to find a leader. They're trying to find an identity. They don't, like, they're kind of all good in every mode, and that's apparently enough to beat FaZe and Toronto on a good day, but that's I don't know if that's enough to win a major. I, I don't think it is. So we're we're gonna have to see. This is gonna be an optic rebuilding project. This this optic team is okay. They're gonna make champs, that's not a concern. But like I I don't know how far they're gonna go in this tournament. Yeah, I, I, I just think, don't think they're strong enough. They're not established enough yet, I don't think. I, I agree completely. I think just the overarching, you know, point we're trying to make is just be cautious, right? Like you look at Optic in the futures market and you're like, at first glance, it's like, what? That doesn't make sense. And I'm honestly kind of bummed that Optic weren't bigger favorites in the, you know, outright winner market or even in the to reach the final market because they're the number one seed and they're Optic Texas, right? I was expecting them to be maybe the second or third favorite, heck, even maybe the overall favorite to win the tournament. The books obviously are smart and put them at fourth. Um but I just, I think the the casual fan is going to see that, like, oh, Optic, plus 550 to win the whole thing, plus 250 just to make the final, you know, in their first match versus Thieves, they're only a minus 155 favorite on the money line. You know, it's like, at first glance, it all looks so enticing because this team did go 4-1. and one. You know, I would actually argue they had one of the tougher schedules, right? FaZe, to me, are the number three team in the league. Um Boston are number four. They played them. They played Toronto, who are my number one. They played Vegas, who aren't aren't slouches. Like they played a pretty decent schedule. They played Seattle, who were the runner-ups last major. So, you know, all things considered, like it was a in, an impressive showing for Optic. But I just worry that you know the four and one record they achieved should maybe actually be like a three and two record just when you look at individual maps and, you know, how close a lot of them were. So that's my one argument. They're the one seed. That's great. But you play a Thieves team that is solid. They're The Thieves, to me, are better than the eighth best team in the league. Optic are not the best team in the league, yet they have the one seed. So just be cautious with Optic, right? If they come out and look great against Thieves... Maybe they're more deserving of this number one seed that they got, and maybe I'll have a different tone. Um, but yeah, just 
be careful because it looks so enticing at first glance when you think about their results specifically with this new lineup and getting wins against quality teams. So um, it should be a heck of a match. I'm glad this is the last one of the day because it it hopefully will get to a map five. I know these tend not to get all the way there, but I don't know. I've got a funny feeling that this might be the first one in a while that goes the distance and is, you know, just a super juicy matchup as a whole. Yeah, I, I think so. So, all right. So after this, we will have more, um, some more, um, basically the next bracket. So we can preview a little bit of that loser's bracket. So the loser of Optic Thieves will play Florida. I've got both Optic and, and Thieves about high 50s. Optic 59% chance to beat Florida. Thieves about, well... 59.9, so 60% chance to beat Florida. And then the Thieves, 56.7, so 57% chance to beat Florida. But again, those are pretty low numbers. Like That's only minus 150, minus 130 to beat Florida. Both those are three twos. Do you see a chance for, for an upset here with Florida against either Optic or, or Thieves? This Florida team has been so up and down this entire major. Like It's so hard to get a read on if they're decided to be good or not or why they're benching Brack or anything like that. Yeah, um, obviously if Florida plays Optic, right, upset alert, right, get ready, because for whatever reason, Florida just have Optic's number. Um, the, they played twice at Major 1, they split those games, but Florida got the better of them in the one that mattered most. Uh, and then even going back to last year and the year prior, like, Florida, when it comes time to the Major, if they run into Optic, I don't know. I don't know what it is, it's just one of those weird coincidences where you know the quote-unquote worst team just upsets the better team i think uh when thieves beat la gorillas uh earlier this stage i believe that happened it was like the first time that la thieves had ever beaten lag and just knowing those organizations it's like how can that be possible but um but yeah for whatever reason mutineers show up versus optic um, but yeah, my numbers are similar to yours in a hypothetical, if they played right now, um, I'd have Optic as 59% favorites over Mutineers, uh, and I'd have Thieves as 64% favorites. So right in that same ballpark of about 60%, 65%. Um, and both would probably win it the same way, right? Florida love Search and Destroy. They're great at it. I have them as better than both of those teams at Search, but just you know, significant underdogs in hard point and in control, um, control less so, but, uh, but yeah, for Florida, it feels like all of their series wins this year are just going to be two, three, five, you know, winning both searches, winning a control. So they've got a shot, right? They're not huge underdogs to either team, according to my numbers. Um, so yeah, very realistic chance that we see optic or LA thieves, have a really disappointing major and, you know, bow out with an O2 record. Um, you know, we'll see what the price is when the time comes, but I have a funny feeling that Florida might be an okay value. And um, I think I'd like them more on the money line than the plus one and a half, just with all things considered with how good they are at search. And, you know, if they win the series, it probably goes to that game five anyway. So yeah, that, I think Florida are, you know, you could make a case the second best team in losers bracket. Uh, I don't know if you can make the case that they're the best, but um, so far it's been okay with Dave Patty on the team. 
Um, Search and Destroy really hasn't fallen off for them that much, uh, which surprises me a little bit. So if you know Dave Patty can come in, keep their search consistent, but elevate their respawn just a little bit, um, yeah, this Florida team can be one of these spoiler teams in the tournament for sure. Yeah, moving on um, to the kind of other side of the bracket, Toronto or LEG versus Vegas. We actually talked a little bit about that match already. Vegas, any, I have Toronto as a massive favorite. LEG is a slight favorite, basically even because of that. Again, because of the strength of that Vegas game five, right? They get to a game five, they can beat anybody, right? Um, so maybe we'll kind of pass over that one. What do we think about Seattle here? I've got Boston and Atlanta actually, hilariously, both the exact same, both 80% favorites. Uh, phase 80.5, Boston 80.4. So basically dead even. It's exact same money line. Both that, both uh, slight underdogs to cover the minus one and a half. Both like 40 some odd percent to cover the minus one and a half. Do you think those numbers are correct? Which of the, If you're Seattle, which of these teams would you rather play? Is there a team you'd rather play or not rather play of those two? Honestly, that's a really good question. Um, according to my numbers, you'd rather play Boston. Um, but either matchup is tough. Uh, I do have Seattle favored a little more than you do in both matchups. I have Boston versus Seattle about a 60-40 um, in favor of Boston. And I have uh, Atlanta-Seattle about a 70-30. Um, so that just goes to show that my numbers do still believe in phase quite a bit. Um, or at least are, you know, quite a bit over Seattle. Um, yeah. So who would you rather have, right? If you're a Seattle fan and you're, you're sitting there with the hope of like, okay, we know search and destroy has to improve. It's abysmal. Let's say our search is better, right? Let's say we continue improving. We turn these round 11 losses into round 11 wins. Right, if that's the case, and you're competitive in search and destroy, all of a sudden, I think you'd rather play Phase, right? Even though Phase are a phenomenal search team, I actually think they're worse at hardpoint and at control than Boston is. So I think that opens up your path a little more. If it's same old, same old with Seattle, and your search is still horrendous, I'd rather you play Boston because Boston is not great at search either. They're just a you have a better shot at winning game two or game five if you run into Boston and your search is still what it has been. So, I don't know. It, it It's a really good question. Um, I, I would lean Boston just because I I don't think Surge has figured out their search quite yet. Um, you know, signs that it's improving, but um, I just think it's way more likely they get a search win versus Boston even if the you know hard point and control are a little tougher, but uh, but yeah, I'd rather be I'd rather go up against Boston. But honestly, like, good luck to Seattle because these are two teams that are quality, and the fact that you're going to play it one of them right away is just tough luck, honestly. Yeah, moving on to the other to the last matchup in the losers bracket. There, uh, you've got New York and New York. Or, or Minnesota versus London. I got both of these as mid-70s, mid-70% favorites against London. Uh, both slightly favored in the 50% chance to cover the minus one and a halves. Um, 
what's wrong with his London team? Does his London team have a chance at all? Like, what what is wrong? They like, do they do against Rocker. They don't against Subliners. Like, there's it would shock me if if Subliners somehow lose to Rocker that they could lose again to Ravens. Like, you know, Ravens were okay this stage. I believe they went two and three. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they got reverse swept by Minnesota. That stung. Um, let me double check that record, actually. London, let me backtrack. Lost to Florida in game five. That was the most recent match. They beat Las Vegas in game four. They got swept by LA Thieves with a substitute player, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was that weekend because Thieves got swept and then swept. So that hurts. Um, and then the games before that, yes, reverse swept by Minnesota and lost to Toronto. So they only do have one match. Match win, that was versus Vegas. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough for them to beat New York if New York somehow fall down to loser's bracket. Minnesota, right, we just saw, right? You were one match away. You got reverse swept. Um, if it is Rocker, right? They're, London, for how bad they are, their hard point is actually pretty okay. Um, it feels like if they're going to win series, as strange as it sounds, being the worst team in the league, they're probably going to do it in a map four, right? Like, they're going to have to take both hard points and probably more likely a control than a search and destroy because uh, their search and destroy is on Seattle's level, in my opinion, of it's just that bad. Um, and New York are just far superior to Minnesota in every aspect that, like, if you somehow run into them, like, just pray, I guess, if you're a London fan, because that is going to be tough. Um, again, you have a shot in hard point, but New York are dominant search players. They're dominant in control. And London just haven't been good at those modes pretty much the entire year. So, yeah, it'll be tough. Um, and again, it's part of the reason why I like being a Minnesota fan this weekend is, right, even if you lose your first match versus a very good team, you get to fall down and play London, who, you know, you struggled with earlier in the qualifier stage, but, you know, maybe redeem yourself, win a little nicer, a little cleaner than you did last time around. So, um, yeah, prospects aren't high for London. Again, they're doing the the Paul X scraps lineup. So Zero is still on the bench, I believe. Um, yeah, mixed results with that that lineup. I don't think it improves the team at all. I don't think it makes the team significantly worse without zero in the lineup. It's just kind of lateral, in my opinion. Um, just a team that I, I worry might, you know, their chemistry is already lacking, it seems. And I've heard rumors of, you know, maybe Asim wants to get out because he's had a good year, actually. Um, Scraps has been okay, honestly, since he's come into the league. But it's just, it's so hit or miss with London. I just, I really think they will be a one and done team this tournament. Yeah, it's so weird. I think there's issues with Nasty and Zero and Paul X hasn't had the greatest things either. It's just it's a it's a big mess there with London and I don't I don't know how they fix that, honestly. Like power to them. I mean they, they looked so promising last year and, and they lost Afro and uh yeah, they lost Afro, they kept Nasty, Gizmo, whatever happened with Gizmo, like it's just such a weird 
year for them last year. They were looked so promising at times, and then now we're we're back to this again, and it's it's sad. Yeah, it feels it feels a lot like yeah, it feels like a lot like the Cold War team yeah. they had, which was just consistently you know a bottom four team. They had their moments, right? They brought Afro in late in the year. He brought a spark. Paul X was on that team as well. Like, I just I think this team is one that's gonna try to patch it together all throughout the year. Uh, and they'll just try a bunch of different lineups, and maybe one of them sticks eventually. But yeah, this one right now, that's Asim, Nasty, Scraps, and Paul. It's, no, it's not quite there yet. Again, you can make a case that a number of these guys should be benched in favor of somebody else. Um, or just challengers players, right, more challengers players maybe. I don't know what the solution is, but I just know I've seen enough from this core that, um, yeah, they're the worst team in the league, they're still okay, right? They're not what Legion have been over the past couple of years. They're a competitively bad team. But um, enough to win over New York or Minnesota? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think so. So yeah, that about that's going to do it for us this week. Follow us on Twitter, obviously at Lean Toss of Sports, at LT Sports, and at, at CDL Metrics. Um, to, to follow along, we're going to be posting our projections all through the weekend, and I'm sure you're going to have your odds to win the major as well. I'll probably have some of that as well. So, yeah, let's, uh, we will, we will, and we're going to be off for a couple of, I think, basically, actually just a week, I think. I think it's either a week or Correct. two weeks. Yeah, just I think one week. I think. Yeah, just one week. Yeah, but then we're right back to the grind on uh, after uh, the 17th. So, yeah, we will be back. We will be off for one week, and then we will be back. Um, but honestly, I'm really excited for this major. I always love a good, I always love majors. They're always really exciting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the best weekends of COD you have. Cause when it's just like three, four, three, it gets really kind of boring. Some matches are good. Some matches are not good, but I think, uh, I think when we're looking at, uh, when we're looking at this and, and we were in a major weekend, those are always a good weekend. It's always a good weekend when you, when you have a major. So, all right, see you guys. We will see you in two weeks and have, have a great weekend of watching COD everybody.